Right. Jump Pod, episode 15. We're back. A little bit of a different look. Because no one else is here. It's just me. Um, couldn't run the pod yesterday, unfortunately. So we had to come back today. We couldn't just cancel the pod because it is Chump Championship weekend. So right now I'm the only one here. We're still going to talk ball. We're still going to talk, you know, the the week 15 recap and get ourselves into this two week championship that's coming up. Um, obviously, uh, out of respect for the two people that are still in it, got to give them um, their attention. Um, but if if chumps pop in there um, every once in a while, we'll 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 hopefully figure something out. But here we go, week fifteen recap. So it was the chump semifinals. Two good matchups were on tap. Uh, we had the two-seed Dan taking on the five-seed Steve, and we had the one-seed Brian taking on the six-seed Hardy. So let's get into our matchup recaps. We'll start with Brian. Brian with a major convincing uh, W over Hardy uh, to get himself into the Chump Championship, I believe, technically for the first time in Chump history. Um, he might dispute that, but uh, really convincing win for Brian. Putting up 175 points, even without Keenan Allen, um, one of his big acquisitions, um, you know, coming into the playoffs. Uh, still able to get the dub, 175 to 131. This was an interesting matchup. Um, Hardy really was put at a uh, a major deficit. Um, oh, Aaron's in the building. Duke's in the building. Let's give that. I'll give Dukey a second to get in here. Duke, what's up? Yeah, it's just us. Just us, man. It was just me at first. Now it's just us. Um, I was ta I was talking uh, week fifteen recaps, kind of talking about. Brian and Hardy's matchup. Um, but base, basically what I was saying was that, you know, Hardy kind of came into this matchup at a really big detriment. Um, did not have Tyreek, did not have Olave, and did not have Nico Collins. He didn't have, he also I think didn't have someone else. I believe he didn't have Brian Robinson. So he, he missed four guys. Obviously he missed his big guy, Tyreek. Um, and uh, they are the tank Dell injury. That was a couple weeks ago. Still put up 131, but you know, obviously just not enough. Brian putting up 175. His running backs probably putting up one of the all-time most goaded performances in a matchup. McCaffrey putting up 41. James Cook putting up 36. Um, basically carrying his squad to the victory, even without a with a rough showing from D Hop, Kelsey, and Swift, still able to basically eviscerate the kingdom. Um, and and stop Hardy from his uh, his Cinderella story run. What do you think of Brian Duke heading into the chip? Obviously, Brian is the clear favorite in this one. Um, who just caught that Puka touchdown? Um, honestly, going back to uh, Hardy and Brian's matchup for one second, Hardy was hanging on. He was for a good time, like halfway through the fours, like that win percentage for. Brian was probably at like 55 and then James Cook and McCaffrey caught like two 30 plus yard touchdown passes within a span of like uh, 10 minutes of each other. But you got to give it to Hardy. He put up a good fight despite uh, his team being very banged up. Yeah, he did. But with regards to the finals uh, between Steve and Brian, this is Brian's to lose by an absolute mile. Um, Steve's team is a little banged up. Um 
Ramondre, I don't think he's going to play this week. He's probably going to have to start Jaden Reed or tinker with Marquise Brown. But uh, Stafford just got off to a good start throwing one to, uh, to Puka just here. Um, but this is absolutely Brian's to lose. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and speaking of Steve, let's let's get into Steve's matchup. So Steve played Dan. Um, what? How many complaining texts were sent in that Thursday alone? All right. Yeah, I I kind of kept track. So (laughs) this does not include the back and forth between Steve and Dan talking about which sport they're better at. And this also, if Dan complains about something and there's like two texts after it regarding the same thing, I didn't count that as well. Okay. So we didn't didn't total data here. There were a total of 49 complaints. Oh my God. And a total of five GGs from Dan. What? From Dan alone? Dan alone. Wow. Five GGs. Yeah. Well, you know, Dan, I think, went down early in this matchup, I believe, and, and really didn't. didn't really... No, Dan, Dan got up to a good start. He had Mixon score a touchdown. He had Hawkinson do his part. He probably got two points over projected on that first game. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, that is right. That is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the thing that he thinks screwed him and which probably did is starting Najee over Connor starting Najee over Connor. Yeah. You know, I, I was really surprised that Dan did that. You know, as a former Najee owner, you kind of realize just how fucking horrible the man is. And, and I tried to defend him all year, but you know, my original tank that he was a, a top five running back was just absolutely completely way off. I mean, the guy has cinder blocks for feet and Jalen Warren's a better running back than him, but yeah, I mean, you know, James Connor has been getting it done all freaking year. Granted, he was hurt at one point, but still, like, yeah, I have James Conner in another league. I freaking love James Conner. They feed him the In Dan's defense, like, Conner put up a dud the last time he played the Niners. I think he put up, like, six points, so I think he was a little worried that he was going against going against that defense. Dude, even still, Najee, I would just, you can't trust Najee in a, in a must-win game. You know, he's a depth guy. He's like, if you need to use him, but he, he didn't really need to use him. I mean, he did, and it, it didn't work out, but, you know, here's the scary part. Um, Steve ends up coming back um, at the end of Sunday. I got back to my apartment for the final drive, for that final 90-yard drive for Seattle. Yeah. I I didn't check the score, but I saw DK catch three passes in a row. Mm -hmm. And apparently that deep one on the sideline just guaranteed it. Yeah. So what I meant to say was Dan went up on Sunday night. So going into Monday, Steve needed 42 points from K-9, Brown, and DK. And, you know, like, this is like – we Dan's been there before. This is prime Dan territory where, you know, the other team has three players. He has none. Uh, you know, the lead is like 42, and he he starts willing the defense and, and the defense. And the defense worked for the first half. It literally – I think a one-point projections had a 91% chance of Dan winning. Like, he had it in the bag. But then eventually second half comes around and, and Steve's guys start showing life. And then, obviously, like you said, the DK, that DK Metcalf drive was the dagger. Kind of like how the Derrick Henry drive against me was the dagger. The DK drive was the dagger. Steve ends up winning um, 131-62 to 130-24. So, you know, the, the guy that's been on the, the positive end of that for the for majority of this year, uh, Dan eventually falls uh, by a slim margin. So I think, Dan, I think Dan has a solid team, but, like, I think I think that's a little bit of karma right there. Yeah, uh, I think one man, one more managerial change, he probably would have won that matchup. Um, but we got a Brian Steve matchup. So Steve, 
he says he's not going to do it, but he will. You know, this is this is a big legacy game for Steve. I think Steve has now been to the Trump Championship five times. He's only won it once. Won it one. You got to give him that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, one and a half. Yeah, listen, five championships is you know that's it's like the LeBron argument. Like people say, oh, Michael Jordan was six and six in the finals, but yeah, LeBron made the finals what eleven times. You know, like listen, I. I fucking hate Steve. I do, but I give him credit. Like he he gets there. This feels like a Landy kind of run where he you know it's it's the playoffs is more just kind of lucking out. I, I just think Brian's team. I, I it's any given Sunday type of thing, but Brian's team is absolutely stacked. Yeah, I mean Brian the way McCaffrey like Brian's team reminds me of me in 2017 where like McCaffrey's like what Todd Gurley was like when I would play Todd Gurley like he single handedly could win a matchup. And like McCaffrey is just like that. He's having an MVP caliber season. He's been healthy. James Cook is starting to really get going, which is scary because Brian has been looking for that second running back. And obviously with, with, you know, Jonathan Taylor in and out of the lineup and stuff, that was tough. And Deion Dondre Swift had a good start to the year, but kind of slowed down. But I mean, James Cook, holy shit. He's been freaking unreal. I get since Brady's been the, the OC, they've been, they've been cooking something up with him. Yeah, ever since week 11, he's put up 19, 16, 25, 36. Yeah, I mean, he's he's on fire, catching fire at the right time. So, I mean, a good it's a good championship. I think Brian takes his home. Honestly, if Steve really wants a shot in this, which I do believe he, he really does have a shot, Mahomes needs to be Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes, he needs to be he needs to get the Mahomes that he traded for. That that's the real big thing. Um, you know, I think. He's gotten decent return out of Derrick Henry, and you know Hollywood is Hollywood. Um, but you know Mahomes is that was the prized possession of that trade, and um, yeah, Mahomes is gonna have to really get it done these next two weeks. Um, let's let's take a break from the championship before we do the recap, and let's get into some just NFL talk. Um, I guess we could talk about our Jets first. Um, that that was just the most absolute fucking horrible, disgusting display of football in my life. I've I've ever seen um like I've seen I've seen the Mangini Jets I've seen the freaking Adam Gase Jets that was atrocious you you're playing the Dolphins that are vulnerable as fuck remember don't have Jalen Phillips anymore Tyreek Hill didn't fucking play and we still get absolutely shellacked by Mike McDaniel um props to him man he runs a great freaking program down in Miami but yeah the Jets fucking suck horrible and I'm pretty sure Brees Hall liked the tweet um, which was like some joke about how like the Jets just fucking let Zach Wilson get killed. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's true. Zach Wilson, I think, just took himself out of the game. Yeah. It's I mean, that man, that man is so checked out. He's so done with this team. Like, even when he's fully healthy, like Salah wants to name him starter, but it's not like he even wants to play. Yeah. No, and, and you know, you know what the thing is? Like, we need to make a decision with our coach and GM. I we we did this before we fired one and kept the other. You, they both if if we're gonna let them go, we they both got it. Go. I think I, I think they're both safe into next year. As long as Rogers is QB one going to next year, they're both safe. Yeah, dude. Rogers mean, is the sole reason why they both keep their jobs next year. If next year is a complete bust, if they don't yeah, make it past the divisional round, next know, like, year, this this off season was make or break it. I get it. You know, obviously there Rogers shit, but the next season, this off season coming up is the most make or break off season because you know that. Joe and Sala, their their jobs are hanging by a thread. They could be gone in middle middle of the year. Um, we're gonna have a top ten pick, so we're gonna have to fucking find someone that can actually be a difference maker. Not you know Will McDonald, the fucking fourth or whatever the fuck his name is. 
Um, and we got to get Devontae Adams. We have to we have to get a stud receiver to pair with Garrett Wilson because I feel so freaking bad for Garrett Wilson. All that wasted talent is just yeah. it's bad. But all right, let's talk about the playoff hunt. This is the playoff picture right now. So in terms of clinched playoffs seeding, oh, he's here. Oh, uh, Steve's in the building. Um, said he wasn't going to be. Disgusting individual submissions. What's up? I thought you were gonna be here. Yeah, I'm in the car right now. You're you're doing the pod in the car. Oh. Yeah. You have a radio. I'll be on mute. Yeah, I was gonna say. All right. Um, getting back to the playoff, the playoff uh scenario. Right now, I think the Ravens are the only team in the AFC that have clinched a spot officially. I mean, they're clicking. They're a really good team. Good defense. Lamar's Lamar. Even without Mark Andrews, I mean, Isaiah Likely's been really good in terms of stepping up for him. Um, and then, obviously, in the hunt, you got the Dolphins, um, the Chiefs, the Jags, the Browns, Bengals, Colts. And then on the bubble, you got the Texans, the Bills, the Steelers, the Broncos. Duke, who do you think is getting in? Dude, I think the Bills are getting in. I, they're catching fire at the right time. They have... Easy schedule moving forward. They got the Chargers without Herbert and Keenan next this week. They got the Pats the next week. And personally, I think that week 18 game is going to be for the division against Miami. I think they can cook Miami. It's in it's in Buffalo, right? Or is it in Miami? It's in Miami. Ooh. The thing is Miami plays the Cowboys, Ravens, and then Bills. So I really do think that week 18 matchup is going to be for the division. Yeah, that, that's a gauntlet for the fucking Dolphins. Holy shit. They have the hardest remaining schedule in the NFL. Yeah, well, I mean, like this... That's the whole thing. The sentiment where they can't beat good teams like that. This is where McDaniel can really show can show off his squad and hopefully they get Tyreek back. Um, but yeah, AFC pictures looking pretty good. I mean, and when we look at the NFC, three spots have already been clinched: the Niners, the Cowboys, the Eagles. Can I talk about the Niners? Holy shit! I, they're my Super Bowl pick. They're freaking unreal. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Lions, though. They're a solid team. Yeah, you know, they, I was, honestly, I, was, I like they're they're going to be a fun team to root for in the playoffs. Hell yeah! I, I was a Lions hater last year. Um, this Lions year, offense, Lions defense is doo doo. Their defensive, defensive line is good. Their their secondary is terrible, but their defensive line and their and their linebackers are pretty good. Yeah, you know they they play through their line obviously, but no, they got an explosive offense. Jameer is holy shit. That guy's good. That guy's Alvin Kamara two He. He's just so explosive out of the backfield. It's like he doesn't even need size. And he doesn't need to be a bruiser. He just gives him space, and he just explodes. It's it's ridiculous. Um, and then, obviously, Amon Ra's a dog. Jamison's starting to catch a little bit. Laporta is a very good tight end, and they have a decent line. And Goff's been playing well. Uh, is Jameson going to get any credit? Yeah, I, I listen, Goff's been playing well. But that, that's like the thing. Like It's like the Niners. Like, all right, do you give Purdy credit or do you give the weapons around him credit? You know, I think I think Amon Ra, Laporta, and Gibbs are three freaking outstanding weapons that do help Jared Goff a lot. It's like Kirk. It's like Kirk with the Vikings with uh, JJ Addison and Hawkinson. Yeah. You know, I, I think if because it's tough because like fucking Kelsey and Tyreek Hill also did help Mahomes a lot too, even though Mahomes is out of this world. So like, how much credit do you give to the quarterback? How much do you give to the weapons? It, yeah, For, I think in Goff's case, it's. Goff has been playing some good quarterback. I'll tell you, he's been making some good throws. He's been he's been kind of really game managing well. Um, I don't know. I mean, they got a good squad, but Niners, Cowboys, Eagles are the ones that are clinched in the hunt right now. Obviously, the Lions at ten and four. The Bucks, the Buccaneers have been really surprising me. 
Yeah, you know, good for Baker, honestly. Yeah. But again, that division sucks. The division if, sucks. If, yeah, if but the Falcons Baker, come on top of that division, I'm gonna. I, I hate the Falcons. You know, but Baker Baker's bought himself some time. I, I think that's the real big thing. He's bought he bought himself a couple more years of his career. You know, he he showed he can actually be a quarterback that runs a team. Like, good for him. And then the Vikings are still in the freaking hunt, which is hilarious. At seven and seven, the Rams seven seven. They're playing right now. And then the bubble teams. You got the Seahawks, the Saints. Uh, I mean, do we even count the Falcons, Packers? You know, I, I mean, who do you think gets in? And that game for the Seahawks was huge, honestly. Oh yeah, the Seahawks are, are doing well. You know, I think. You know the whole Geno lock thing. You know, obviously Geno's going to be coming back. Um, but you know, the weapons are starting to catch on. Jason looks a lot more comfortable in that offense. They're starting to get him involved more, which is good. Um, they gotta get Walker healthy and they gotta get Charbonnet healthy. Though though they gotta get those two guys healthy because you know, Pete Carroll plays through the running game. That's that's always been his bread and butter. That's why he drafted running backs the past two years. Um who do you think ends up making the Super Bowl? What what would your Super Bowl uh prediction be? AFC's wide open. Personally, and it's, it's so tough to predict. The Niners, the, it's the Niners conference to lose. Like, I don't see the Niners losing to anybody with a full healthy team. The Niners are not losing in the NFC. Yeah, I picked the Niners. I think the Cowboys are going to lose in the divisional as they always do every single year. Really? Oh, well, I mean, I think uh, it, it like it, uh, Cowboys Lions. Like, if let's just say, let's just say we went into the playoffs with the current division leaders right now, I think we'd get. Niners versus Eagles in the divisional. Okay. And it would be Cowboys versus Lions. I think that's a matchup where the Cowboys can get exposed for sure. Yeah, definitely. The Lions are like the team that you don't want to play. They're that they're that scary team. Like they're like fucking Hardy in the playoffs. Just an explosive team that's gonna put up points. You're not gonna like my AFC pick. Okay. I think the Bills. They're catching hot at the right time. You know what it is? One I- reason why I'm not gonna pick the Bills. I think their offense is clicking. It's finally finding its stride. Their defense is just too exposed. Losing Matt Milano, losing Trey White, it's all going to catch up to them. Yeah. Happens every year. I Here's my thing with the AFC. Milano, Milano being the bigger piece, for sure. Yeah, but there, there's not many dominant defenses in the AFC. Like the Ravens. Browns, Ravens. Browns have to get healthy in the secondary. I think if they get Newsom and Ward healthy, that's a good, that's a good secondary. But then again, their offense is not going to help them. Uh, yeah, I mean the Dolphins' defense is is been really good with Jalen, and then obviously the Ravens' day. But I listen the Brady the Brady move the Joe Brady move at OC has just unlocked that team. The only person that's really negatively been impacted by that is Stefan Diggs. But I feel like Stefan Diggs will get his. Like he will. He's Stefan. He does, he does get his, and it's at that point in the year where he's getting double covered. Yeah. Every, single, every single game. But, you know, like, James Cook is getting unlocked. Khalil Shakir is now actually, like, relevant. Obviously, Kincaid's been fed the ball. They have Dawson Knox back. Dawson Knox is huge because Dawson Knox is one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. Uh, he's he's huge for that run game. Not just as a pass catcher. Huge for the run game. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, defensively, they're going to be rough. They're going to have to really rely on their line, like Ed Oliver and Rousseau and, and Von Miller. But it's a good squad. And Von Von Miller sucks now. Like he 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 honestly he's just a name on that defense now. Like he's not an impact player on that defense anymore. He's old. He's yeah. like thirty four. I mean, they still have Poyer and Hyde. They're both playing, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they got that last year. They didn't have that. I'm pretty sure Poyer was done for the year. Hyde was done for the year. 
the heart and soul of that defense is Matt Milano. Matt, yeah, no, listen, yeah, Matt Milano is a really good linebacker. I just think, listen, I, I, I have this weird feeling that the Bills are going to make some sort of Cinderella run because I feel like there's no expectations. Like past couple of years, they've been a top team. Like there was an expectation. Like now they're last, last year was there was supposed supposed to be their year, but they the year. But now now they're freaking, too much stuff happened around that team. They're, they're in the, now they're a freaking bubble team. They're an underdog. They're going to go into the playoffs like that. Like that that those are the scariest teams. The teams that play with nothing to lose. Like Josh Allen, if he loses, like that ah, was a shit year. We lost a bunch of players. Like we'll come back next year healthier. Like it, it's not like last year where it's like you're the top team in the AFC. You're the one that everyone's going to pick. You know, like that right now, that's the Ravens. And it's like if the, if the Bills don't get that five seed, we're going to get a potential Dolphins, Bills, or Chiefs, Bills, another classic. Yeah. And I think if the Bills play the Chiefs in the playoffs, I don't think the Chiefs have a fucking chance. No, I don't think so. Because I think Mahomes was really missing a weapon outside of Kelsey. And Kelsey has not been playing his usual Kelsey self. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Can we, talk, can we talk about that for a second? The Kelsey did. I wouldn't say it's a decline. But I think we're starting to see a little age here. Uh, I don't think it's age. I think teams are really selling out on guarding receivers, and they're really like trying to scheme out Kelsey in those short, medium routes. Like they're letting they they basically just true, but he, he leads the team in drops along with Kader, obviously Kadarius Tony. Yeah, but like the thing is though, like they're getting like teams teams that play the Chiefs are playing two safeties high. And are just dropping their linebackers in those soft spots that Kelsey fucking loves, and they're just basically daring Mahomes to try to fucking either just use McKinnon and or like try to hit MVS and Kadarius Tony and Rasheed Rice and it. I don't know. It's just not clicking for them. They need a weapon. They need a weapon. But um, I don't know if it if it ends up being Bills Niners. I think the Niners the Niners are just clicking. Good defense, good offense, well coached. It's it's a it's a job well rounded team in the NFL that we've seen in a very long yeah. time. Low low key, the 49ers have been somewhat of a dynasty in terms of what kind of talent they've produced and also what kind of coaches they produced. D'Amico Ryan's, Matt Mike McDaniel, um, you know, freaking what's his name? I I mean, I'll give Robert Salas some credit. His teams have been fucking ass. Like he's a, he's if you just made him a, a DC, he's he's a good coach. He's a good defensive coordinator. He's just a horrible head coach. But you know, and then obviously all the talent, um, you know, Purdy and 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 Ayuk's been able to develop nicely. So I don't know. I think the Niners. But all right, let's get back into this this championship preview. So we got. I'm gonna kind of really run through this matchup, and we're gonna run through it in detail because it's the only matchup that really fucking matters. So two week championship. That's been we're on year three of that right now, right? And chump year three. I love a two-week championship. It it brings it really brings out the better team. Yeah, two-week championship is legit. Definitely legit. Um, right now, projections wise, Brian's projected to win two seventy-five to two fifty. Remember, two-week matchup. Uh, he's got Stafford playing right now, um, so he's getting some points out of him. That's a good start. Let's let's just run through the matchup position by position. I think that's the best way to do it. So we got Mahomes against Stafford. You know, you got Mahomes versus Vegas at home on Monday afternoon. Um. And then you got Stafford right now against New Orleans. You know, even with the start that Stafford has right now, I still think Mahomes can put up some numbers. Mahomes always plays well against Vegas too. Yeah. They always do. Uh, McCaffrey against Walker, that's a wash. McCaffrey, no question. Even against even against Baltimore, even against Baltimore, which could be a Super Bowl preview. Um, 
I think McCaffrey just they're gonna have to feed him. They're gonna have to need they need him. Yeah. Um all right, this is the interesting one. Derrick Henry or James Cook. Derrick Henry versus Seattle, James Cook at the Chargers. Uh Derrick Henry had one of his worst rushing days of his career the other week. Yeah, and had two touchdowns, right? Uh no. He finished with five points. Rushing. Oh, that was that was against me. He had like twenty something. Yeah. Always cooks the Texans. Always. Yeah. He finished with Nine rushing yards, four catches for one yard. Now, is that script where they just had to kind of rely on on Spears, or do you think he's actually fucking washed? Uh, kind of both. I th- I think I think James Cook definitely has the edge in this matchup just based on the way James Cook's been playing. James Cook is one of the best running backs in the league right now. He's playing out of his mind. Um, I'll probably take Cook on that head to head. Okay, this this is the hard, this is where it gets super interesting. Uh, A.J. Brown versus the Giants on Monday or Devontae Adams at Kansas City. Give me A.J. Brown. Take A.J. Brown as well. Yeah, A.J. Brown is just Mr. He's Him and C.D. are the two most reliable receivers I've seen this year in the NFL. They just You're guaranteed 10 to 15. Guaranteed. That's Keenan Allen. Yeah, well, Keenan's been hurt. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, D.J. Moore versus Arizona. Mike Evans versus Jacksonville. Mike Evans has been having that's, that's, that's a toss up. I think that's even it, it's a toss it's a toss up because DJ Moore has been playing well with Fields back, and it's Arizona. He's going to feast. I mean, Jamar Chase put fifty two on Arizona this year, which was hilarious. But Mike Evans has been playing incredibly, uh, yeah. really well. Um, honestly, having a great year with Baker. That's yeah. It's like you said. It's a toss up. It's like you could go either way. They're both really good players. I Mike Evans in this two week matchup is going to get a touchdown. DJ Moore is probably going to get a touchdown too. Tight end, you got Schultz against Cleveland. That's he's gonna get clamped, and Kelsey against Vegas. I mean, I'll, you take you take Kelsey. That's not even like a question. Um, so I guess this matchup's really gonna come down to the flexes. This is where this is where it gets super interesting with the flexes. So you got for Steve, he's got Metcalf and he's got Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed's been playing pretty well, and Metcalf yeah. has been playing well. And on Brian's side, you got Swift and Hopkins, two guys who have actually been sh- like who are I think better, but have been struggling. Swift especially, and you know D Hop had what four points last week, so it's an interesting one. Metcalf has Tennessee this week. Reed is at Carolina, at Carolina defense. Like their offense is bad, but you know he's. I don't know who's going to end up guarding um, the number one. I think I don't know if JC Horn's going to guard Reed or is going to guard Watson or who whoever uh, is there. But um, I don't know. Kind of a toss up for me. Yep, I agree. It's, you know, I think if Swift gets it going against the Giants' run, um, run defense, um, I think the entire second half. Huh? I think the Giants are done. I think they're giving up. I think the Eagles are going to be running the ball the entire second half. Yeah, I I I could see that. Um, and D Hop, well, Tennessee. What's the deal? What's the deal with Tennessee? Will Levis? He had that ankle injury. He's not going to be good to go. Maybe. Because I know they haven't announced. Like I think if he's hurt, they haven't announced who's going to be the backup. He missed practice today, so yeah, more than that. Yeah, yeah, it's not looking too good. Um, it really depends on who's throwing the ball. I think if they put Tanny back out there, if they put Tannehill. Yeah, Hopkins still has some value. If they have Malik Willis, he's he's fucking useless. Um, so we'll see. And then uh, in the superflex, Jared Goff. We talked. We talked a little bit about Jared Goff. 
He's been playing well, and he's got an explosive offense. Jared Goff, give me Jared Goff over Russell Wilson. Well, yeah. well, Russ is going against New England. Yeah, and Goff is at Minnesota. That you know you're you're expecting a shootout because you're expecting the Vikes to try to you know gun for that playoff spot just as much as the Lions. Yeah, I mean if if this if this if this lineup holds true for two weeks, I'm probably taking Brian. Um, but. Steve, some fucking how has been getting it done. Oh, he gets it done. You gotta give it to Somehow him. Somehow has been getting it done with all these injuries. He's okay. So here's the here's the interesting. Honestly, what I, what I was trying to think the other day, how would Steve's team without that Mahomes trade look in this matchup? Like uh, imagine so he, he still he had would... Fields and Saquon and Puka. Like that... if he had Puka, that would have negated Stafford's touchdown just now. I think he, you know, I think he'd have a better shot if he didn't make the trade, because I think the way Fields has been playing, combined with Puka and Saquon, because I'd rather have Saquon than Derrick Henry, and then he could also play London too. If you know, if Jaden Reed never has a favorable matchup, like he might have been better off personally. Um, but all right, so big things that we got to consider: Steve's getting Ramondre back, so Steve does have a backup. Andre, I thought he didn't practice today. He's questionable, and I think it's. He didn't practice he's not practicing. I have faith he might play. He might not. You never know. I might just be totally trying to jinx it right now just because fuck Steve. But um, Ramondre is close to being back. He's still, you know, Hollywood is questionable. Um, for Brian, I mean, Brian pretty much exhausted his bench in terms of options. Right now, right now Brian has JT on his bench. Yeah, I mean, J, I was going to say, JT's the, only, JT's the only guy. Um, And then obviously Sam Howell. Um, he's playing a tough matchup against the Jets at the Jets. Yeah, he's got JT on the bench. I mean, I don't fucking blame him. You know, I think the the only the only reason I would play JT is if you get the news that Malik Willis is throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's that's a complete lost cause, and you have to play JT no matter what. Um, this is this is Brian's matchup, and I, is, I've jinxed I've jinxed everything. Brian, Brian went all Brian went all in. Yeah, he went on. And the crazy thing is he's doing this without freaking Keenan Allen, who's hurt. Um, <laughs> no fucking Keenan Allen. He'd be, he'd be better off with Amon in his lineup, too. Yeah, he's he's going to – he made that trade, and if he wins the league and he wins it without Keenan Allen, he's going to – actually, he's probably going to laugh. It's probably one of the funniest fucking things ever. He's probably going to be pissed, but – no point to, to do it. Yeah, no. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is Brian's to win. Uh, he's been, been a while, Brian. What this is year 10, year 11. Yeah, he's been waiting years for this shit to finally happen. I mean, McCaffrey's gonna be his savior. He better freaking buy a McCaffrey jersey if he wins, and he better donate to whatever McCaffrey foundation there fucking is. Because if he wins this year, it's it's on the back of Christian McCaffrey. Let me just look honestly, at honestly, like there's question marks surrounding him. It's like, could he stay healthy all year? He hasn't missed a game this year, I don't think. But that's always been the case with McCaffrey. He's so elite. His ceiling, he's the best ceiling in the NFL when he plays, him and Tyreek. Do we think he's the one one next year? What? Do we think he's the one one next year in redraft? Oh, no doubt. I would take McCaffrey be the one. Tyreek would probably be the two. And honestly, at three, give me probably Justin Jefferson. Um, and then at four. All right, if we did all right, let's I think this this is a good exercise because we still got time. We did a redraft, like we do like a redraft right now, like in terms of like player rankings. I think we can agree CMC would be one. That that's like a no doubter. Um, I think that Tyreek would be two. 
like Tyreek or Mah or McCaffrey, you you really can't go wrong with either one. Um, yeah, I mean three, three. I'd probably go. All right, I'd put JJ there. I think he deserves another shot. At the top JJ, five. you know, four if it, if it keeps up like last year, I'd I'd probably put. And this is like weird for me to say this. I probably put freaking CD or, or AJ Brown. And those next two, I put, put CD over AJ Brown. I'd even put Jamar over AJ Brown as well. Uh, CD and J Jamar, I think, are interchangeable. Yeah. So, all right. So then we have CD Jamar, and this is when it gets interesting. Do you take Amonra or you put Gibbs? Because I think Jameer is definitely going to be a first round redraft player. I agree. I just don't love the fact that Montgomery's back there as well. Like if Montgomery was not back there and it was Gibbs' backfield, I would one hundred percent take Gibbs. I think Montgomery tenders it, and uh, you know he vultures the touchdowns for sure. But I also feel like it's it's just another year of Gibbs. He's just getting better and better. Um, yeah, I mean redraft's gonna be wild next year. A lot of guys moved this year. A lot of guys moved. Um, Eckler's out of the first round. Um, you know I I think Kamara will get back in because he doesn't have obviously the um battery allegations and, and whatnot, the suspension. Um, I think JT, if JT was a first round pick, he's out. Um, I think Bijan, the hype's gonna probably take him to the second round because I don't think people are gonna people now know the Bijan situation, which is just so sad. It's so sad, man. He's such a talented running back. He was, I was he's the player I was most excited to draft this year. Yeah, I you know, I think if, if Arthur Smith gets fired in the offseason, then Bijan will definitely be a, another first round Fighting was literally on the wall. Top ten pick, uber talented. Run heavy Arthur Smith offense, and you see Cordero Patterson getting carries out of the backfield. Yeah, it's Cordero, Tyler Algier. It's stupid. Um, you know, and then you also have like the rise of like fucking Tank Dell. Like, I don't think Tank Dell will be a first round redraft no. player. He'll be like a third, fourth rounder. Yeah, but yeah, he'd be a scary third rounder. Puka, 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 getting on Stafford and McVeigh. Could be a second. It's probably gonna be like a second round. Is Stafford gonna stay in LA? That's all the question around that. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I don't trust Stefan Diggs as a first rounder anymore. Yeah. Nope. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of movement in the redraft. Uh, in the redraft realm. Um. So, let's it, say Devontae goes to the Jets. How does how does that look for Devontae? Does that I, look for you know, you, if Devontae Adams goes to the Jets, even Rodgers, I'm not taking him in the first round. Because no. just because he's competing with Garrett Wilson, that was oh yeah, that I, that I, was. I, I might rather Garrett over Devontae, to be honest. Yeah, that was the other one. Garrett Wilson, first round in redraft was like a lock but because of all the hype with Aaron Rodgers. Now it's like, do you even trust that? Do you want to risk that? Like, if you drafted Garrett Wilson the first round in a redraft, you got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you got screwed. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this is Brian's chip to lose. He, I hope he does win, you know, just because I, you know, just because fuck Steve. Um, if Steve, listen, if Steve fucking wins this, this arguably will be one of the greater. Do you consider it a greater uh, run than Landy? I, I say greater on purpose. I'm not saying greatest. I think the Landy run will never be replicated because that was just completely out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, that's gotta be one of the, the better. If he beats Brian, that's one of the better Trump championship wins. I just I can't see it. He's his players would need to go ballistic. But it's literally an any given Sunday type of thing. But since it's two weeks, you got to give the edge to Brian. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, Brian can outlast on a two weeker. Um, he has the players to do it, and hopefully he gets Keenan back next week and he can actually use him. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I got some worry about Keenan. If the, if the Chargers are fully out of it, Herbert's not playing. They're fully giving up on their season. I oh he he he's already shit. I mean, Easton Stick is not helping. I think, there's, I think there's a chance they can shut him down. I can see it. I could Rams, Rams did the same thing with uh with Coop. With Coop, yeah. Well, Coop had more of a serious injury. He, he, the thing is, he he would have came back if um if they were in playoff contention. But right, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's it's the Brian chip to lose. So best of luck to Brian. I don't know. Like we kind of look back on this Trump season. It's it's been um been a freaking roller coaster. It's been a good season. Um, probably probably one of the better ones. I think we've had more interaction on the pod. Guys have been more into it in the chat. Um, it's been getting a little bit more feisty. And this is this is even with two teams that are purposely basically tanking. You know, Cayman will never admit it, but he was fucking tanking, and Landy one thousand percent was fucking taking. I mean, you don't start Zach Wilson and, and, and say you're not tanking. Um, but I don't know. The guys have been active. That's good because we got we got a yeah, Landy. Do we think Marvin stays? No, I think Marvin goes, and I think Landy will get Marvin. Um, but you know, it's really cool because now we're going to see a huge shift. Like I think after Brian wins this year. It's gonna be he's gonna have to make a big decision if he wants to, you know, obviously do one more year with the squad because his squad's old. You know, I have to make the decision too, because I now and I now basically took on an older squad. Um, you're starting to see Cayman getting a little younger, have those picks. Sean has been coming up a little bit with his pick. Sean's a big sleeper team. I'd be scared of Sean's team next year. You know, I think Hardy's now put his name into the juggernaut category with with just the fact that he's hit home runs on Olave and, and Tank and, and Nico and you know, Hills Hill. Um, you know, and then obviously Steve always is in there. I think the one person where the jury is still out and I, I, we have to really see if he's going to do something is Vok. Vok has a good young core. Very first round. I think, I think the, the trading of Hawkinson was a very questionable move. I think if he kept Hawkinson, a little bit of a different story. Um, and he's three first. He has... His, which is the 105. He has mine, which I think now is the one, 107. Because I technically finished in sixth place because I lost to Emmerich. Um, and then he has Steve's, so which will be like a 111, 112. So he's got he's got two mids. And I, thought a, the, I thought Bach has the 105. Yeah, he has 105. Yeah, so like he's got two mids and a late. You know, like the his first pick is like Malik Neighbors t- territory, maybe Bowers. Maybe like a Keon Coleman, really depending on what he wants to do. You know, like does he want to sell those picks and try to get talent? Um, he wasn't as aggressive in the deadline. You know, I tried really hard to sell him Jamar, you know, to make this chip run. You know, didn't want to do it, and it's it's kind of it's like, what kind of direction does he want his team? He's if he, I think if he sells those picks and gets a stud, like a stud. I think he's up there in the conversation. He can, go to O'Brien. he can definitely go to O'Brien for sure. Take yeah, he can definitely team. rise up to O'Brien. So the other thing is, Bach has the best depth in the league by a country mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the depth he's accrued and the way he's been able – he manages his fab better than any other person in our league, guaranteed. And I'm probably the worst with fab because I spend my money before the season starts. But he, he actually uses his fab well and buys players and good players. Um and it's worked out really well for him. His fucking taxi squad is would be like a solid bench on a lot of teams. Still not over him beating me out by one dollar for Pacheco. 
Yeah, but that's yeah. I mean, <laughs> is what it is. Um, I I do, I do think Vox is one of these teams that's going to be very hard to beat in the coming years. I, I still do think this is Vox league. I think Vox set him up, set himself up very freaking well. Oh yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. It's not going to be as as um crazy like last year as as this year because you're going to get more competitive teams at the bottom now. So it's good. There's going to be more parity. It's going to really be a dogfight to get that in that top six. Um, you know, you're probably going to see some teams fizzle out. Very well, my team could fizzle out. I'm going to have to embrace a rebuild, but you know, we'll see. Um, there's a lot of people that are contending, and there's going to there's there. This is the first. This next year is going to be the first year where I don't think anyone is outright tanking. Maybe Landy. Maybe. Cayman, I don't think we'll try to, but I think maybe his team just won't be there. But like, we're not going to have like an outright tanking team. Like, everyone's going to be competitive. So, I don't know, be cool. But it's going to be a good chip. Two weeks. We'll obviously come back next week. Hopefully, we'll have more chumps. Uh, but Duke, always a pleasure. Always. This is Chump Pod episode fifteen. It's been a good freaking year of Chump Pod season. Um, we got basically two more. And then that's it. And then we wrap up for the year and we're back in September or August. Um, so Dookie, good luck. Brian, Steve, fuck you. Good luck. Peace.